You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 39. It's a home dunk. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show you get for free. I am Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perez. And we are back for a quickie episode. Uh, we're going to keep this briefer than usual since we just had a full episode. Uh, but we wanted to make sure Craig was in this time because we're going to be talking about the free comic book day Savage Dragon Legacy issue. Savage Dragon Legacy. Spoiler alert. Spoiler cast. We're going to be talking all about it. We're uh, going to talk about the future. So if you didn't. You didn't get it. You don't want to spoil. Just go listen to one of the old issues or episodes or whatever. Right. Yeah. We are. Yeah. If this issue will probably re- be reprinted in three or four months. So if you want to wait, what are we gonna do that episode? Well, I just have to like make farting noises the whole time. <laughs> now for that. Got nothing better going on. We're at we're at two two or three is out now. So when do we think this one's gonna run around? I'm going to say November. Yeah, my guess is four issues from now. So, And you think he's just going to reprint it as just a, a, like the whole book is just going to be a, the whole free comic book day book is just going to be reprinted as an actual. I'm 99.98% sure that's going to be the case. Yeah, I would guess so too. Only. I mean, he's done it before. Yeah, that's how it went last time. Yeah, with Daredevil. Although that was the issue of the month. I, I think a lot of people are going to be bummed out when they pick up that issue. Well, you know, I don't know that a lot of people got this issue. <laughs> 100,000 copies went out. Somebody got it. Somebody got it. <laughs> eBay so last, flippers. Last, uh, the last episode when you guys were speaking, so neither of you guys... Well, Jim, you said you didn't go to your comic shop, right? Yeah, I don't really have one anymore. And Raven, you went to yours and they didn't have... Did they ever have copies, or they just didn't They had stock? copies, but they were completely out by noon. So I came rolling in there like a badass at 1.30. Not small. There's my savage dragon. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, they're always mocking me for being the only savage dragon customer, so I kind of figured those dickheads would save me a copy. Whatever. Should have pre-ordered, Raven. <laughs> so... Yeah, I went in and was uh, sorely disappointed. And then to make it even more cruel, uh, like several people were like, oh, there's tons, I'll get you one, and never came through. Ugh, bastards. Yeah, I'd rather they just not say anything, but whatever. So no, I don't have a print copy. Yeah. Bummer. So All right. the only one who does. One of 100,000. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. All right. Well, so what adventure did you take to get it? Did you just walk in, they hand it to you? Yeah, I actually, my comic book shop that I go to is in Wilmington, Delaware, because it's close to my work, and I actually live in Philadelphia, PA. 
Right. So I was with my kids in Philly, and we took a detour to a comic shop in Philly, and I got a copy. But then my comic store, which is really rad in Delaware, saved me a copy in my bin. Oh. See, that's a kind of consideration I would have appreciated. <laughs> Bastards. So I, uh, I can give one. I have an extra copy if one of you guys definitely wants it, Jim. I know you're a I'm good. electronic guy. Yeah, I'm allergic to paper. You know, I'll just say, let that be a uh, prize for somebody or something. Oh yeah. All right. Sounds good. And one day, I will come across one legit. <laughs> I'm sure. There's a hundred thousand of them out there. One day. All right. Well, why don't we get into this episode? Uh, I think we had because... a interesting discussion. Yeah. So I guess since this is kind of a special episode. Yeah, we haven't had enough time since the last one to so get we're... any responses, which means send in your responses. Sorry. What, I... What's the email? Uh, SavageFinCast at gmail dot com. So, uh, Fintrest, for those new to the show, uh, Fintresting Conversation is the segment that we do where we uh, read your questions and choose a question that we'd like to discuss further. And it can be pretty much anything about Savage Dragon or Eric Larson or anything that we find interesting that we can have a little maybe 15-minute debate or so on. So, we, as hosts here had a little discussion and the the conversation uh question that that we chose was uh if the comic book industry was drawing numbers like it was in 1992 and eric could sustain any kind of uh either mini series a regular series spinoff what would you like to see and who would you like to see on the creative team and so um we're going to talk about that now, and you listeners out there, if uh, you want to write in and uh, give us your answers, it, we'll, we'll read those on the next episode. Sure, why not? The more the merrier. So, uh, who wants to start? Someone who's not me. Well, the, fir- <laughs> the first thing I want to say, though, is my first choice, I want to say, I wish existed now in the current comic climate. Okay. You know, not just with back in the days of million copy sellers. <laughs> this is a comic I think could survive now and build a fan base now and be successful now. All right. And that is, of course, Super Patriot. Nice. Who I am convinced, based purely on his look, his abilities, his attitude, could is, is the most marketable character in Savage Dragon who isn't Dragon or Malcolm. Actually, I want to say I'm gonna. I am going to say an unpopular thing. I think he's more marketable than Malcolm. Really? Yes. Huh. I could see that. I could see, you know, half robot cyborg guy, kind of Captain America take on it, really violent or something like that. Right. You know, like I could see a lot of people digging that. That, you know. If, if it wasn't tied into Savage Dragon, didn't know anything about him, would definitely pick up a book like that if it was drawn by, you know, an A-team kind of group of people. Yeah. Yeah. I think a good creative team on the, on, 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 a, on, a, on a Super Patriot book that wasn't tied hard to the Savage Dragon uh, comic itself that could, you know, stand on its own, 
build its own, you know, it, 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 its own, its own, uh, what's it called, or, uh, mythos, mythos, pathos. I think, I think it could do really well even now. Although the trouble, of course, is paying said creative team based on current comic book sales. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's that, and that's the whole question. Like, if it yeah. was 1992 again, and, you know, a book like that, an issue one could sell over 100,000 copies. So just think of it in that terms, and you, you know, who would you it's, use it? It's as? tough because I think the problem is, of course, creator owned books, you can eat losses for a while as a passion project. But when you have to hire out somebody to, to, to write your character, suddenly the costs escalate. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it is trickier now, but I do think a it has a Super Patriot has a better chance of surviving in the current market if he took a took a, a, a chance on it. As for creative team, I mean, Robert Kirkman did a really good job with this two miniseries. That's what I was I think thinking. He, I think he really got the characters, but I think uh, Robert Kirkman's a little uh, big for his britches these days. <laughs> right. I think maybe a better choice would be like Jay Faber. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps, um, oh, who'd be a more extreme choice? Extreme? Alan Grant. Okay. I thought you were going to say Rob Liefeld. Yeah. Yes! So much. He can write and draw the Dung comic. Because <laughs> he's shit! Oh, good lord, man. Wow. <laughs> Pulling no punches. On the interesting conversation topic. <laughs> well, what about you? I mean, is, are, are you, we're not going to limit you to one. I mean, is that the only one you got in the can? Or oh, I, I've got dream projects that'll never ever happen. Would you throw us out I one mean, as yeah. a spinoff of, well, as related to Super Patriot? If I can't have a Super Patriot series, I'd love an SOS series with Super Patriot as the leader. Absolutely. Everyone says Freak Force. Kill him in, in issue six and just turn it all on its head. Everyone says Freak Force, but you know what? SOS, that's a book I think that would have a chance to hit bigger than even... I mean, Freak Force, I'm sorry, but I I know this is going to sound bad, but like for some reason that name doesn't really... I, really? I love the name Freak Force, but I can understand why it's uh, not really... I don't think it sells as good as, like, SOS. Like if you See, say- I don't... Well, I, I, you're getting to a point here, uh, an interesting point here. I actually think if you wanted to do an SOS series, it needs a name change. Really? I actually, I actually don't think SOS or Special Operations Strike Force really jumps at readers. I think it works fine in a comic where it's not the main focus, but yeah. it, I don't think it really works on the cover of a comic. Hmm. I don't know. I think it could be cool as a big SOS. That's what like I saw. Big blocky letters. Yeah. I just think it's it's something that someone else must have done at some point. SOS yeah, on as a title of a comic. I don't think I've ever seen it though. Hmm. I think it. it I think as soon as you see it, everyone knows "Save Me," and they just that paired with like a team of heroes. I mean, I think it's an instant click with people. Who would be your team of heroes, Raven? Ah, oh, geez, for SOS. Oh, you know what I would do? It seems in the comic kind of like they're just running all over, like, hey. It's everybody else. Yeah, they're just like, hey, Rock, hey, Feasel, hey, Bubble Boy, <laughs> come on down and join the Definitely. team. I, in my mind, if you want to do SOS, boil it down Justice League. Fill it with the greats. Yeah. I'm talking, you want to have Mighty Man, you want to have Mighty Super Man. Patriot. <laughs> Baby I forgot about that. That would be cool, though. It, it would be kind of like a Hulk that is genius. 
I didn't even think about that. But it'd be like a big gun. They, that's how uh, Hulk was used in the Ultimates. Is he was yeah. a loose cannon? They just like let go wild. Like Ann yeah. Stevens could be like her handler. See yeah. that? Oof! That's good, guys. That works. See, that would be a very, very interesting take, and it would surprise people. I think that uh, you just boil it down to the big guns and take sort of a Justice League approach. And uh, yeah. I think that is something people relate to more than a giant team full of like disposables. Unless you're gonna I kill us, it, it would have it would have to be almost like your big guns would be like like you said, like Mighty Man, maybe uh, even like some weaker type guys. Like you'd have to get like a star in there, kind of like yeah, uh, uh, Vanguard. Even if you could do that somehow, Vanguard would be like your Manhunter, Martian Manhunter style character, or or a Green uh, Green Lantern type guy because he's kind of like the ple- the Martian police. Battle Tank would be like your Iron Man. I mean, he could supply the team with like incredible tech. It could work. It could be amazing. Yeah, I agree. That would be cool. So, who would you put on your team to to draw? I'm actually to, and write it. Who me? Or oh, either one of you? Team. I, I wanted. To, yeah. I wanted to. Oh, go ahead. Who I who I'd put on the team? I'm actually. Uh, I'm of the opposite opinion. I don't think you necessarily need your big guns. Okay. I think I think a t- I think a larger team with quirkier characters. Ha- I mean, you'd have your core group, but then you kind of have a, the larger group around it. Okay. I think yeah. good choices, of course, would be Super Patriot. I, I kind of like the Mighty Man idea. I, I didn't at first, but now I kind of do. But I actually would rather have Powerhouse be on the team. That'd be cool. Yeah. As your as your main muscle, and then right. you know Flash Mercury could probably tag along, and maybe even Medusa. Um, one character I'd really like to see on the team, who I'm trying to find right now. Do you guys remember what issue the Rockhouse Diner was in? Is it one fifteen? <sighs> I ooh, I don't know. <laughs> was it one fifteen? Wasn't that like the double size issue with no? But that no, that had a big freak force backup. Oh yeah, you're right. That was Shit, that what was it? Because there's a character in that who's a who's a regular character, uh, not a regular. She's like a background character. She has like shadow powers. Do you remember who she was? No, she's not a background. She's part of their the little group, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sh- um, but I can't find her name. I'll get it for you in a minute. 132 is the backup. Okay. And she is called Lethal. Okay. Yes. Okay, yeah. Lethal would be a good choice, I think. I think she's got a really good look. And um, Daredevil, of course. People like it when you take like a loser character or like a not a loser character but a lesser character, and you like up their game and like increase their profile. So that would work right well. That's kind of what I would use the book for: is take the lesser characters and kind of build them up. Could even create new characters too. Yeah, it's actually kind of unfortunate that Angel isn't on. Wait, is that a spoiler? No, that happened recently. That happened. Angel's, yeah. Angel's not SOS anymore. Um, I kind of wish Angel was still SOS because I'd want Angel on this team as like the direct link to Dragon. Yeah. Um, then I'd have Daredevil and Angel and. Yeah. My group, my group would be a bit more weird than the, the than the, I would go more the uh, I guess would be more the Avengers than Justice League. See, cool. and I'm yeah, gonna see that. I'm gonna push in an Ultimates direction, including I want to bring along Hitch or somebody Hitch. who can deliver cinematic action, wide panel cinematic action, because it's so different than what you get in Savage Dragon. And I yep. think that it's not that different is like you know, ooh, better or whatever, but, like, to suck in those people who are used to that cinematic comic 
and then yep. maybe like suck them into the whole like universe to where they can learn more. That's how I envision it. Hmm. See, I'm of the. I, I guess I got another contrary opinion to it. I don't like Brian Hitch. <laughs> I think he. I think his wide. I, I think his art's very stiff, and his wide panel, his wide screen art is just. It's just it. Not enough happens. He's polarizing. Yeah. I recognize that he's polarizing. And, and, you know, he draws all his characters off people, and I, I don't like art that uses people references that are very obvious because they look stiff and un, uninteresting. I would just like it as a sort of a, a hook. Like, um, yeah. I think you're trying to, I mean, my idea anyway for an SOS book would just be to try and, like, get those cats, like a gateway drug of sorts. Like, just get those cats that don't maybe appreciate this. Because, I mean, the Ultimates worked the exact same way. Ultimates was very much not like uh, Avengers proper. And then, like, mm-hmm. you know, it became like the Marvel movie universe. And now you got all kinds of people reading about, like, you know, all these weirdo, like, you know, they're more open to the weirdo, like, ideas and stuff. And I don't know. That's kind of how I'm envisioning it is Savage Dragon at a glance is hard for, like, newbies to jump into. Because it's just that big comic universe where you have, like, chicken head guys and stuff like that. And I think if you had that movie-style, like, cinematic action that, like, a lot of noobs love, nothing wrong with it either. I mean, it's just the style of comic. I th- See, I think it'd be a good I'm more on the s- I, I think I'd want more, 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 I guess, cartoony is the wrong word, but I think Scott James would be the right guy. I I would read a Scott James SOS book all day long. <laughs> I th- I would go with uh, that um, Eric Canete or I don't know how you say his last name. Have you seen his stuff? Oh What's yeah, that? oh yeah, uh, Knit I think. Or, or, you're right. His last name is pronounced Eric Canet, or I don't know how you say it. What's the book? Do you know who I'm talking about, Raven? No, what's the, the guy book from Mind Management? No, uh, oh, that's the wrong guy. Hold on a second. I don't know if you guys have your internet up or whatever, but if you just do like a search and we don't, you don't have to take all this time to do, but just do like an image search for E R I C C A N E T E. got, he's got like real fluid stuff. Spell it one more time. His, last, his first name is Eric with a C at the end. Oh yeah. And last name C A N E T E. What a fun style. Yeah. This guy would be fantastic. He, he has done a power fist comic for Marvel and now has his own image comic. It's really like some really crazy. Do you know the name of his image comic? Mm, he sounds I really familiar. Don't. It just came out. Let me see. I should Ooh, know. You know it. who would be a really good artist? Gus Storm. I don't know who that is. He's a guy who does uh, uh, egos with. Uh, which is, which is like a big sci-fi superhero comic. Which oh, I like all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric here would slay a Super Patriot book. Yes. I mean, my God. Yes, yes. That would be right up his alley, I think. I mean, I'm his, looking... The name of his image comic would be is uh, Run, Love, Kill. I'm going to have to read that. <laughs> but he's done a bunch of, like, cool stuff. Like, you have to look at, like, all his, like, art and stuff. It's really, really fun stuff. Holy crap. Yeah, you ain't kidding, brother. This is awesome. I think it's kind of, like, got almost like an Aeon Flux feel to some of his stuff. It's so funny you should say that. Like, the, one of the top images in this search is, like, Aeon Flux. I think he might have done help with some of that stuff. But, yeah, he... His stuff is just great. Woo! Yeah. I've been a huge fan. You can put him on whatever. 
Um, just to keep it moving a little bit. Yeah, other comics. Dream book. I would. I what I always thought would be cool, and it's kind of at this point seems like it's biting off of powers. But of course, Savage Dragon came first. I would love to see kind of a grounded Chicago PD book. Average Dragon. Yeah, well, you you know it would be kind of cool to see now some of these characters have moved on, but like yeah, you know, an Alex Wild or uh, Howard Neisman and William Johnson and stuff like put into dangerous situations with super freaks and stuff. Yeah, and you could have like guest stars, or you could have even like you know She Dragon kind of helping out. Amy would actually make a really good like central character to a book like that. Like yeah, quits the police force, become a private detective. That's a uh, Gotham PD kind of approach, and I think that's a yeah, real good I idea, too. It would be cool. You know, you could have Star kind of as a street-level vigilante or, you know, whoever. But, you know, it would be more street-level. Of course, they couldn't do cosmic stuff. But I think it would be kind of neat to see the effects, like after effects of a big, big you know, Savage Dragon crossover war or whatever. That I always had a crazy know. idea that they should do, like, a Marvels-type story with, like, a random background cop character yeah yeah days of well, that's what and that's kind what of, this could be you know yeah do you have a creative I hear what team you're saying, though. uh you don't have I was thinking to. maybe if i could pick someone like a bill sinkowitz that would be like a gritty scratchy do you remember that like short dark story he did yes actually yeah it that was like be. one of the image uh, preludes for uh image united uh-huh i do i do yeah that would be really i cool. thought like that kind of scratchy gritty like you know a bunch of cops walking into the danger zone don't know what they're gonna you know find and you know i think that would be kind of a cool take you know on on like a more seeing it through the eyes of regular humans and this crazy like chicago you know freaked out area Absolutely. matt fraction could write it oh matt fraction on writing <laughs> Right. I, I I like his stuff. Yeah, no, no, that's cool. I'm down with that. The other real quick thing yep. I would say I thought would be cool would be right like perfect for like Walt Simonson would be like a God Squad comic. Mm. You could have like Thor and Hercules written and drawn by Walt Simonson and just let him go crazy with all like the God characters and all God and or, um, just make a whole new mythos of you know American God. barbarian guy. Oh, Tom Scholey. Oh, Tom Scholey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just love to see, like, you know, them talk about God World and when God World was crashed on the Earth and just, like, them interacting with, you know, whatever. I think that could be wild. Like, very, either could go Kirby-esque and that would be right in, you know, Sholey's and, and Walt Simonson's wheelhouse. Absolutely. There could be a lot done there. Yeah. You would read the hell out of that. I have one yeah. more, and it's more of a lamentation that this comic didn't happen. Remember back when uh, Flash Mercury was Overlord and he was trying to like clean up the vicious circle? Yeah. I thought that would have been the perfect time to reinvent Freak Force as like his new team. And it would be like a combination of heroes and villains and you would have um and it, it, basically every character would be like a replacement of the old Freak Force. So yeah. instead of Mighty Man you would have Powerhouse. Yes. And yes. instead of uh, Hortus you would have uh, Loblo and Neutron <laughs> Bob and Mako and Malcolm and Angel. And, yeah, and don't forget Medusa. You could put her in there somewhere. Yeah, or something. And uh, yeah, the idea. But unfortunately, then Lobo di- uh, Loblo died, and I said, "Uh oh." <laughs> and uh, then over, 
and things kind of went to shit on all that. So I said, oh, I guess that's not happening. Well, there's still plenty of like villain characters that you could kind of get. It'd almost be like a suicide Suicide Squad type type uh, okay. villain centric book, but they're kind of good guys in a way. I also think if well, that's one we didn't think about, a vicious circle comic. Yeah. I also think if yeah. if you're gonna have a spinoff book, and uh, we all know that you know. Uh, Eric doesn't necessarily like to have people throwing, you know, stuff out there that might like muck up his own plans and stuff. Yeah, that's set yeah. it in the past or set yeah. it in a non-continuity yeah, story. Then, then you get the situation where why am I reading this if it doesn't matter? Yeah, but I think he's done it. He's worked in the past with, you know, in the early '90s where he's had Super Patriot comics and Freak Force, where he's definitely was just kind of overseeing everything, but not writing stuff. And Mutant Ninja Turtle comics. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't think he, you know, as long as he kind of was overseeing the big picture, I think right. he could write plenty of stories where, you know, I think it might they, work. They didn't affect the main book as series of miniseries. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, that's it. Like pipe dreams. You just don't have to, you know, with the spinoff, that's the thing is you don't have to be um, a slave to continuity. Like, you know, Dragon's obviously yeah, the yeah. book that matters. Like, that's the one. These other books can just be, you know, like I said, like little one-off hooks. Like, they don't even necessarily have to be, like, you know, impacting and tying in. Invincible right. Universe, I don't feel like was that way. It was doing its own thing. So... But- but Kirkman wrote pretty much every spinoff of Invincible. Did he write Invincible Universe? No, he didn't well, do Invincible Oh, I'm a liar. Universe. I'm wrong. He didn't. He, <laughs> liar! He did not write Guardians of the Globe. He did not write Invincible Universe. Burn he did him? Not write, yeah, or, well, no, he didn't write the second Brit series, or did he? <laughs> no, he didn't write the second Brit series. Okay, I was wrong. Well, no, it's man. all good. It's but, just... <laughs> but the thing is, he can't, all, none of those books are going right now. It's just Invincible again. Yeah, which, yeah. which, which kind of sucks because Invincible well, Universe Tech is Jacket than Invincible. going on now. Tech Jacket is. Oh, Tech Jacket, which I love. Tech Jacket's awesome. And, and Joe Keating is writing that. Yes. And I think it's what's cool is this is what's cool. I think about spinoffs. This is why this Finteresting conversation even came up. I just think it's neat. I think it gives your casual reader a a, a chance to jump on. Um, it's less intimidating. I don't know why. Nobody seems to be intimidated by the fact that Batman and Superman are 75 years old. Or... Well, people seem to think they're intimidated. That's why they keep getting rebooted. <laughs> it just The fact is, though, is that people will give that a chance faster mm-hmm. than they'll give Dragon a chance. And Dragon's a much younger character by comparison. So it's kind of like when you see that, like, you know, 200 on the cover or whatever, and it scares noobs, this would be a really good way like a little four-issue miniseries to just dip their toe in it without having to jump back to a comic that was made in the 90s. Mm. That's kind of why I think is neat about a spinoff. And it builds your library. Like, if you don't want to read Invincible because, like, you pick it up and he's in space and it's weird and you don't understand anything, you could read, like, Invincible. He's in space and it's weird and I don't understand this. (laughs) What's his origin? (laughs) What's his origin? I don't know. I'm just saying I I like the idea of spinoffs that don't, they aren't slaves to continuity because they don't have to be. Because, like I said, if right. you're trying to grab a new reader, you know, just have it be fresh and unburdened by continuity. All right, I think we've taken a long time on this. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move on to the the meat of the episode, as we like to call it. Meat and potatoes. So, uh, free comic book day, Savage Dragon Legacy number one. Ooh. 
Still don't think this is a better cover. <laughs> when you say better for the for the new listeners out there, there was an original cover that was solicited, and then it was changed to this cover, and you liked the original one. I, I kind of liked it more. Looking, although the nope. Go ahead. No, this one uh, does debut a more modified logo, which I do like. Which we discussed in a previous podcast, which was it looks like a combination between the original logo and the yeah I don't know who pointed it out kind of Letterman it's, it's the same block letters as the Savage and the old Savage Dragon logo. If you compare the word Savage here to like the original Savage Dragon logo, they're identical. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I think it's cool. I liked. I think Raven and I both liked the new cover, and let's just talk about why. Why you like the old cover, and, and the old cover was kind of like Savage Dragon, the dad, the original Savage Dragon. His big old head. head in the background. And it was Malcolm fighting a bunch of just uh, random freaks. And it had the old logo, which I thought tied it back to the original a little bit. And I, That's right. I, but I also thought it could the logo didn't work quite right because the word legacy was like too thin. It was like cursive. Yeah. It's like Times New Roman stretched out. Yeah, that that could that needed some work, but <laughs> I I don't know. I think Eric said that it, it was uh what too he didn't he didn't like what how something came out on it. I'm not sure. Well, I just feel like this issue for something someone's gonna have like 20 different comics in front of them to pick for free, and a lot of these like stores say you know pick three or something like that. All right. I think this one just kind of jumps out at you. I I, I do agree. Maybe the the other issue. Like it's kind of cooler looking because he's fighting bad guys right. and stuff like he's that. Not just I winking think, at me. What are you? What are you winking at, Mel? Well, I think this one just grabs you because he'll lock in on it. It's just these freaking huge fists and just uh, you know, it's just a shot of this character and you're like, you know, you got all that red in the background. I think it just pops. He's a super powered cop. You can get all that just from the cover. And His fists are the size of hams. <laughs> compared, <laughs> compared to the other uh, free comic day, at least the ones that I saw, like they had that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure cover, and they had the comic book Legal Defense Fund cover. Everybody had like pretty busy looking covers, and so I think it was actually a really good decision to like have this cover just be like super clean. Like, hey, here's the character. I mean, the character is what. Dragon, I mean, Malcolm wasn't even fighting characters that matter on the cover. Like, they weren't even, not to be a dick, but, like, Dragon has such an interesting, like, cast of villains. And, like, you know, Malcolm was, like, punching away on Ugly's Incorporated generic guys. This is just better. It, it gets the idea across instantly. Super-powered cop. Well, and, and I think one of the big things Eric talked about logos was it's got to grab you. And, I, you know, this logo takes up almost half of the cover and it's just it just jumps at you you know maybe not every issue but you know for this one it just when you have a choice of 20 plus different comics like you just see savage dragon from a mile away oh yeah big red comic as a fun exercise i mean if you're out there in listener land you know you can see the free comic book day 2015 covers 
just Google them. Like, you know, most of yeah, them. I just, are... go- I just Googled the JoJo's one, and yeah, it's just a cover of the trade. It's not exciting. <laughs> it's horrible. It's, I mean, it's, it's good but and for what it is, but it's not a good cover to grab you. It's busy is all. It's just really, really is busy. It? I mean, it's just one figure. Yeah, but, like, it's, like, all painterly actually, and it's, frame actually, and... looking at it, to, looking at the, it's actually got the same problem as, the, as I feel the, the legacy cover has. It's just a dude standing there. <laughs> if you go Google, this is the magic keywords to help you out there in listener land. Google FCBD 2015 covers. You'll see all the 2015 covers. For the most part, they're just a wall of noise. And this cover reads clean. Like it jumps out. But it, And it's funny, though, because on regular issues, my big complaint is I hate pinup covers. Like I want to see something that conveys the story, but I think this one is just, you know... I think this one is an exception because you had a bunch of free stuff to choose from. But I do think that normally, like, if it's going to grab me a well-designed kind of action cover. Oh, yeah, yeah. Does the job better. I mean, as far as the coolness of the image, eh, it's just Malcolm standing there with his big fist out. But as far as, like, the decision to roll with it, I think it was good. Yeah, I think your eyes draw right to it. So, the inside... Uh, Start with action. <laughs> oh, that's all. Awesome. The inside page, though, I had to chuckle because uh, Josh Eichhorn's uh, credit in this one was shoplifted this comic, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Classic. And this villain so we, is awesome. <laughs> Talking about awesome villains. Like, that's what I'm saying is, like, put this guy on the cover getting punched out. Yeah. What's his name? Wrath? Wrath. And we don't know if he's a vicious circle goon or what. Could just be a random, you know, whatever. There's some freaks running around still wildly. But, like, this well, guy's here, awesome. I mean... Here, go ahead. I'm saying... I, I was going to make a joke about how you must have a really hard time grabbing things with those big claws curved around. <laughs> are they claws or are they, like, whiplashy things? I thought they were just kind of, like, loose. They seem loose to me. Everyone, like, oh, they are, they are. There's one There is one panel here he's using it to grab Malcolm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they are retractable, okay. It's got an omega. Oh, I didn't see them as retractable. Oh, I guess they are. It's got an are omega they? red kind of thing going on. Well, it can definitely move them, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I don't. I don't think you can retract them. I think they're just kind of like these tentacles that just hang there. You know, they call the inside front page your second cover, so that's why it's like you know a super awesome choice to go with the splash page for your first page. Yeah. And so, like, if you didn't like action, if you didn't think the cover was actiony enough, how do you like dim apples? Like, that's all I'm saying. Apples is tasty. <laughs> So this is good. This With a scrack of frack. That's it. That's your action. Piles of blood, every, pools of blood everywhere. The blood's Just piling kind of up. Corpse. <laughs> I think there was a missed opportunity here where uh, Wrath says, I'll see you in hell. And then Malcolm says, I've read the reviews on Yelp. Not good. That would have been a good place to like casually reference the, the Nancy uh, and hell. Nancy and hell. Yeah, it could have been like been there, done been that. Been there, done that. <laughs> I like that Yelp joke, though. That's That shit is funny. <laughs> Yelp reviews of hell. 20 years from now, people are going to be like, what the hell is he talking about? Those sort of date the book. 
It's all right. It's in real time, so it's not like it's ever, you know. Exactly. That's the good thing about Savage Dragon is, you know, being in real time, you can make references like that. Who's Bill Clinton? (laughs) Going to see Speed Racer movie or Bill Clinton because it is tied to that time, you know. and George Bush, Obama. Yeah. It's all up in it. It's not like Fantastic Four when Reed Richards and Sue have a kid, have, you know, Franklin Richards and Nixon's president. And then, like, <laughs> he's like a teenager in 2010. Um, just just doing a quick read here. It does seem like this Wrath guy got his powers very recently. As he says, nothing can stop me now. This power can do whatever I want. I'll never be pushed around again. From now on, I do the pushing. So it does ask a question, uh, is he a VC goon who got his powers from uh, like the power broker, or is he like, is he connected to, like, uh, uh, what the fuck's his name? Nepal, uh, shit. Um, remember like the guy? The creator, or no, the... no, 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 no. I'm talking about the guy who gave uh, that girl her powers. The Oh, the guy that's, like, out in the cave. Yeah. His name's, like, gave, the, uh, over, the Immortal or something like that. Something like that. He gave um, Brenda Funk. Brenda Funk. Yeah, her powers. Bring the. Funk. I don't know. I don't know because the creator's gone, and so is the other guy. What was the other guy's name? The power broker. Power broker. Power He's dead. Right. Yeah, that was one thing I was gonna say too because I, I picked up on that same thing. He definitely got his powers recently. We don't know if he's a vicious circle goon. In fact, this whole comic. There's no mention of the Vicious Circle, so we don't know if any of the villains that show up in this comic are VC. Uh, and there's no mention or appearance of Dart. So, you know, when we're reading, you know, of course you find out towards the end as you're going, but just going back in hindsight, it's, you know, who knows when this issue is going to show up, but does that mean, you know, the Vicious Circle's not around anymore or Dart is defeated? I mean, we won't know until we get there, but that's questions you got to ask yourself. Interesting speculation. Could it even have just been, you know, just left out to keep things concise, you know? Yeah, yeah. well, and that's that's totally a possibility. That seems more likely. There's probably just wasn't enough time to info dump on the VC. Anytime well, you've got a brain that's jetting out as a design. Yeah, you got to wonder how if, if that's a benefit. That's awesome, though. <laughs> like, like a Mars... Isn't it? Like the Mars Attack style. <laughs> Just when I saw those brain things. Oh yeah, you know what? The the arm thing's totally one hundred percent retract because where he's grabbing him by the neck, the yeah, other arm missing. is completely like blade free. Ah. So yeah, they one hundred percent. There you go. There you go. John Day for new listeners, we get a little dead John Day action. He's a recurring uh, running joke. You uh, keep an eye out. You'll see him. He's, he's everywhere. Got a mustache and hair. Chicago's like, uh, most... Hogan-type hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chicago's most prevalent gene pool. The Day family. Yeah, the guy always shows up dead, hurt, or running in terror. But then Malcolm's just beat him up. Uh, you know what's awesome? I just want to say, I think what's really, really cool for me about this whole sequence is that Malcolm definitely has his own voice. Like, his brand of trash-talking. Yeah. It's there, man. I mean, it was kind of yeah. like, you know, we saw him not necessarily being so good at trash-talking. But he definitely has his own voice, like, distinct from his dad. You know, I was yeah. going to say, and uh, we totally uh, didn't hit on, but I guess, you know, the cover, we talked about it, is that as you read this book, you find out this is Malcolm's first day on the job as a cop, so... 
keep that in mind, you know, he's not been a cop before, really. He's been kind of a vigilante guy, but this is his first day actually in uniform. And uh, that's an interesting development in general because there's been a big question of whether or not he's going to follow in his dad's footsteps or not. Yeah, he was so on the fence. Yeah, this definitely has established that he has made the leap to join the Chicago Police Department. And the cool thing about that is we, you know, Frank Jr. is his partner. Which is so possible. Frank Jr. is the son of the original Frank uh, that was uh, that recruited the original Savage Dragon on the Force, and of course Frank Sr. died. Um, but yeah, so they kind of kind of keep going with you know sons of characters, which is kind of cool. Which is really, I think, a really neat thing about Savage Dragon. Yeah. But it does kind of tie into the whole legacy aspect. Right. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a really cool thing. Like, it's a not, you know, new readers don't have to worry about it so much. But what's cool is, you know, if you are a new reader, like, you know, you'll get to see if you want more, you know, story on these guys, their back history or whatever. It's cool to see the connection. These two characters, their fathers have a tie together on the force, like with the police. So it's cool. It's awesome. What makes Read. this book good? And then we also learn in this issue that Malcolm gets his lightning powers back. Dun, dun, dun. And he lost them when he got hit with freak out. Was that when That's he correct. got hit with freak out and they injected him with his dad's blood, which didn't have lightning? Yes. And then we learned last issue 203 that. Uh, there was a vial saved in Rex Dexter's laboratory. Which, uh, it's a bit convenient. <laughs> but uh, I am glad that the, this development. Yeah, I thought it was really weird when he lost the powers. That I was like, alright, well that kind of made him a little bit different than regular dragon. Yeah, you know, less one, special. The one concern we had was that every time he used it, he kind of fried guys. It was kind of an easy out. but Which uh, think, still appears to be the case. Yeah. But I still think it's kind of a cool additional power. Like, it just keeps him a little bit different than his dad. I and most people underestimate him because they assume he's just like his dad. Yeah, that's or a good point. Or at least they would. And eventually, it's one of those things that I'm sure, like, you know, imagine that you're in the, you know, foot, you know, the shoes of organized crime. You've, the number one guy in Chicago has, like, these lightning powers. It's just electricity. They'll figure out something, I'm sure. So it's like it doesn't have to be an end game that like just you know is the shortcut to end every single fight. I'm sure eventually we'll and there'll be developments that happen down the road where you know they come up with something to where it's not such an easy out. But I couldn't be happier, man. Like you guys said, it's kind of what one of the things that makes Malcolm like super distinct from his dad. It felt pro- like progress that he had abilities his dad didn't have. So. It's awesome, man. I'm so glad they're back. Yeah, definitely. So I'm not sure if I misspoke or what, but maybe Frank Jr. is not Malcolm's partner because the way, um, the way they're talking, what's a, what's the sergeant's name? Our captain, Captain Stewart, uh, the captain of the Chicago PD, says that Malcolm's kind of just on call. So whenever they need something, they'll just call him up and he has to be ready and then 
you know, you, the, I guess he says at the end of the, any given week, you'll likely have some hours to fill in to make up your time commitment. So I don't know how that works with having a partner or what, but I thought I read that Frank was his partner somewhere. I could be wrong. Frank was still his hook to get him in because Frank was the source of pressure to get him to join the squad. I mean, because Frank, they kind of were like, nah, you can't be on the force. You're too young unless you can get Malcolm to come. So that's right. Yeah. So he's kind of like the the liaison between the force and Malcolm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's still he's still Malcolm's hook. Like why Malcolm's on the force. I do hope we get some more like reoccurring cop characters like that guy, Gordon, that shows up with the. With a mustache. mustache. <laughs> like, it's always good to see uh, just kind of familiar faces. I think Amy turns up for, like, a little tiny background cameo. Oh, is that true? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure she's the blonde chick behind Gordon. That uh, would make sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I uh, can't say. Is is Gordon on? I think, isn't Gordon a, a pretty old recurring cop character? Thank you. Yeah, I think he's one not of the- from way back in the day, but he's been around for a while now. Because I recognized him as soon as he came in, I just didn't know his name or anything. Yeah, not he hasn't been around for a while. Like in terms of like in the very beginning of Savage Dragon, I don't think there's really any cops left there from like the yeah, beginning. Yeah, they all blew up. Oh but, yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> Gordon either was introduced just before that and happened to survive it that day, or he was introduced almost right after. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Peckerwood as a character. <laughs> you know, the little Office, like uh, Officer Jordan Gordon. <laughs> His first appearance is Savage Dragon 162. Jordan Gordon. <laughs> What's on the cover of 162? Uh, and I think his partner is Amy. Yeah, that makes sense. No wonder he's been. No wonder 162 is uh, Enter the Deadly Duo. <laughs> That's after Emperor Kerr, then. July 2010. That's after Back in Blue, then. Yeah, yeah. Because that's when, that's when basically, I believe, like, Howard Neesman and a bunch of other cops all died in an explosion at the end of that issue. Yeah, this, well, it's Emperor Kerr, Dragon is Emperor Kerr in 162. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's where he showed up. But 162 is, you know, it's already, you know, five years ago or whatever. Oof. Thanks for making me feel old. We're all going to be dead soon. That's what Craig wants you to know. So this whole police station scene with the reporter, I believe, seems like a big info dump. Dinsdale Peckerwood. Peckerwood. Hilarious. And that's, that's what it is. I think it's just a slick way for Eric to get new readers on board, which is a cool way to do it. I like... Here's what I like about this. I will say that there is... Um, a chance for someone to be intimidated by all this information, you know, and be like, oh, but I don't buy that anyway. I don't think that people are just these scared, skittish little things that like, I think that this information, yes, there's a lot of it, but it's like, you know, that should be like, you're getting it right there. He's telling you what happened. So if you just want to, when I was reading Savage Dragon and I came at it in a weird way where like I got there in the beginning and then there was like huge, like, 40 issue gap where I wasn't reading and then I came back and so I missed huge chunks and like Eric does this info dump thing every now and then and you can just read it and be okay and I mean you don't have to if you 
want to let this stuff like you know send you out to the back issue bins good for you if you want to just let it go cool but what's kind of neat about it is it's like you know he didn't shy away from a potentially complex thing like the things that have happened to malcolm happened and they talk about him in the book so i think in a mainstream book you have a tendency like when peter parker meets someone they're like hey you would marry jane he doesn't tend to be like yeah well the devil and me made a deal to where she wouldn't remember me, but then uh, the deal got broken, so now she loves me again. And it just, they don't go into all that. They just pretend it never happened. Yeah. So it's kind of cheap. And, you know, again, part of the thing with this book is like the shit that happens matters. So, <laughs> like, this is Malcolm's life. Like, he's telling you his life, basically. So if you kind of don't even, if you've, you know, never even seen anything, you're basically getting his life in two pages. Right. Agreed. I think it is a, a good way to do it. And I've never met anyone named Dinsdale or anyone with the last name Peckerwood. But. What a butt on Dinsdale. <laughs> like that caboose? It does kind of jaunt. He's got a bubble butt. I like how he's just pointing at his chest. You. <laughs> Why wasn't your dad there? And you, you're an alien too. <laughs> you will answer my questions. <laughs> right now, mister. <laughs> What's it like to kiss a girl? I want to know. <laughs> or three or four at a time. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, Malcolm uh, goes to visit the old man in prison. I like this too. It's another info dump, but it's great. The whole legacy thing, you get to see Malcolm side by side with his old man. It's cool, you know? Yeah, it's still hard for me to look at Scrawny Dragon. It just yeah, doesn't well, seem right. Speaking of Scrawny Dragon, I noticed that they basically, the one thing they don't mention is why he's Scrawny. You know? Yeah. I don't guess that's important since this is Malcolm's book now. Right. Yeah. The one cool thing I would say is, you know, uh, the one that I noticed in this book, in this scene, that uh, Malcolm's a lot taller than Dragon. So Dragon was a short be... character. Well, I think that's also, I think he lost a bit of height when they took maybe. the Chosen One away, maybe. I don't know, because he's only 5'10 to begin with. Well, that's true. And Might be more I... noticeable because they both have fins. Well, the one problem I thought that a lot of people made was with Dragon was they always drew him too big. way too tall and i think they just assume that he's a tall character for right. some reason the whole but problem. uh but i think you know now with malcolm malcolm is definitely taller and i think it makes it easy i don't know it just i think taller... we've been talked about this i think rapture was taller than dragon he might have been so it makes some been. sense that malcolm's taller than dragon yeah i just think it's another cool thing that kind of separates them is drag uh malcolm's definitely like a taller Maybe a bigger dude. I think it's uh, just really drives home the point, just seeing him stand there side by side. It's like, okay, if you don't know that Malcolm's in charge of the book now, look, here's the guys. One's real different than the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> real different. <laughs> like, couldn't look any more different. You know, it's funny in this scene... Dragon mentions the thing I've always thought about. I always thought that Malcolm and Angel should get together because of all the time they spent in Dimension X. And so here's Dragon, like, drawing a line under that for once. 
Yeah. Well, and I think that's to help the new readers too, of just kind of understanding the characters and why everyone else is like, whoa, <laughs> who's making out with his sister? <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be hard for a new reader. So it's good that they spent some time there. And I think honestly, it's you know kind of a logical, it's a logical thing for a guy to say. You know, when you tell your dad, oh, you know, I'm super serious with this girl. And he's like, really? You know, I always thought you'd end up with this girl. That's a thing people do. And, and what's weird is, of course, he's been with her, and so it's kind of awkward for Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's good that it's kind of spelled out. One thing I didn't know if you guys picked up on, and maybe I'm making a bigger deal than it's supposed to be, but there's like a little exchange that they have where it's like Dragon, the dad, regular Dragon, uh, says it'd be nice to have something concrete you show a jury that proves he's a different guy than Emperor Kerr and Malcolm's like geez dad I don't know I'll look into it okay I'll see what I can dig up so I don't know if I'm looking more into that or there's something you know in the future that they're going to find that could be a plot line but it does seem like a kind of a hard thing to determine Yeah, when you share a head with with a guy for them to even mention that or or Eric to even mention that in in the dialogue seems like it's I feel like it's laying down something I'm not sure. I mean, for the life of me, like I, when I read it, I racked my brain on like how things could work, but yeah. like I couldn't really figure it out. But like, yeah, I, I think, I think there's going to be something come from that. What? I yeah, know, I, what? I mean, yeah, figure what kind, of, what kind yeah. of evidence could possibly show without a, without a, without any kind of doubt that they were two different people? I don't know. Because again, uh, thinking of new listeners. You gotta understand, this is a guy who turned evil and like almost destroyed the Earth. So well, he did destroy the Earth, and then it got time traveled. Uh, I'm talking about. Well, still though, I mean, he made hell of progress even with the time travel thing. I mean, he still killed a lot of people. So it's kind Most of to SOS. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it's like he's in super hot water. Like, yeah, <laughs> proving which is the coolest. The coolest thing ever is. You know, what other comic book had, you know, the hero's own worst villain was himself, you know? Like, when you think about all the villains he faced, the guy that did the most damage was himself. Well, it's like, you know, and it's funny, too. Again, it's just one of those things, like you're saying, like, what other comic could do it? Like, you know, Hal Jordan destroyed an entire city, and, like, everybody's like, oh, what's up, Hal? How you doing? I don't know. I think <laughs> Glum might have killed more people, ultimately. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> It's just kind of good. It's a it's a bold. It shows you the kind of ballsy book you're reading, where it's like, yeah, former main character totally paying for his crimes. Yep. So, what do you think of clown face here? <laughs> okay, freaky look at it. Remind me of, like the poltergeist clown. Yeah, I gotta wonder. You know, it would be hilarious if he's just a non-powered guy trying to scare this girl. <laughs> he's got no a raggedy and I mean raggedy Andy kind of a thing going on. It does have the gloves. And button eyes yeah, and red hair. I <laughs> like Senior Dragon. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what the cool thing is? Eric could have just had him punching out some like one of those like generic kind of ugly unlimited type guys, and he actually has him punching out some kind of cool weird looking villain. Se- second cool weird looking villain of the issue. That's what I love. I think we were, I think we were going to the uh, Uglies Unlimited well a little too much. Now clown face people. <laughs> like just a bunch. It just keeps being like clown face people. 
I think this is where you got the idea that Frank and Dragon were partners, though. Yeah, maybe. They're driving together. Man, it's got to be, like, tough driving in a car with Malcolm. Like, those wide-ass shoulders <laughs> probably just, like, squishing you on your side. Against I mean. the door. <laughs> feel, feeling the door, uh, the, the window crank the whole time. You know, he said uh, that was one of the problems in the movies. He said when you're drawing a comic, you know, it doesn't matter. He's going to fit in a car. He's like, when you're doing a movie, it's like, how you know, how do you deal with this guy riding around in cars? Like, Put your fist through the roof. <laughs> Tear out the passenger seat and force the other cop to sit in the back. Just jump everywhere. Drive from yeah. the trunk with a stick. In the cartoon, didn't he didn't he used to have like a Jeep with like no roof? Probably. That sounds like something the cartoon would do. <laughs> I never saw that, dude. That's Don't hilarious. Get out of here. That's hilarious. I believe it or not, I did not watch a ton of that cartoon at all. As much as a the fan one thing you gotta watch. The, the cartoon was pretty much crappy, but the intro, like the animation on the intro, was a plus. Mm, so I mean, YouTube. You don't have to look it up. I'll send it to you after. Nice. To the show, but the animation was. A plus for the intro. The idea of him riding around in a Jeep, though. <laughs> yeah. Lame. That's funny. So, Malcolm's leaping over this guy called Fountainhead, which, I'm Third, sorry. you're looking man of the issue. Three awesome villains. I don't think he's awesome. You don't? No. <laughs> What's wrong? Fountainhead. I don't know. Oh. It just seems like Eric was like, oh, that could be... I don't know, Fountainhead. I'll make him a guy that shoots water out of his head. Water. Is it water? Oh, was it water? It looks like laser beams, but I guess it could be water. Yeah, I his name's was... Fountainhead. Honestly, I think it's cooler now that I think it's water. Not... No. <laughs> what? What's water going to do? Uh, have you ever been hit with a fire hose? He's savage freaking dragon. The dude's <laughs> like... What is he gets shot by everything? Guys, what is like a fire hose of water gonna do to totally you? It's totally water, and I can't believe I didn't get that. I didn't get it either. It's, it is water. It's Braca Boosh, and in then the other one, it's also Boosh. Total water. It's always Boosh. I'm like, yeah, his name is Fountainhead. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> Not laser I eye or laser head. Ayn Rand. What, what do you expect? I thought it they is, were lasers. But... <laughs> The Anne Rand book did not have lasers either. I cannot believe I didn't. Th- I can't believe I thought water was lasers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of, I, well, I kind of like it more. I just don't understand what water. Oh, you shot me with water. It's knocked me off my blast. feet. It's got a sting. Well, they're high up, too. I mean, imagine you're leaping around and you just get blasted by water. You're going to hurtle to your doom. Yes. <laughs> There's another case of completely wasting a great power where you can spontaneously generate as much water as you want. He could go to California and be a millionaire. <laughs> if, water all the crops. If people would want to drink water from a guy's eye, like... <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm sorry. I, I actually kind of like it more. <laughs> hey, do you guys think this was a twice-up issue? Uh, Probably. They all are. They're supposed to be. I don't know. I just feel I feel like this one, you know, we had a few twice up issues where like it's just off the charts of detail insane. I thought maybe Eric missed his mark on here just to give a super awesome splash and for new readers. You know what I mean? Like like the splash page is okay, but I've definitely seen him top this so many other times. Like Mm. 
I've I don't seen know. him do worse. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's just me being a critic, but I thought, you know, like the, you know, just something over the top, like, like that one splash of like, you know, the building falling down or something like just something that was like super wow factor because so many people would be seeing this. I, um, I agree. This is not as powerful as that building throwing scene, but it's still pretty oh, it's darn still cool. awesome. But just think of like the past like double page spreads he's had, like the one with a chain flying whipping around, and like for a few issues he was just like on fire. Like I just thought maybe with it would have been nice to see something on that level for this free comic book day. Yeah. Not to say that this is bad, but I just I see where you're coming from. Like I was thinking of that uh, that that double page spread where it was like. Uh, you know, original dragon, Malcolm and Angel, and they're just all like piling all through those uh, vicious circle goons in the bar. Such a good double yeah. page spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah he could have turned yeah. the juice up a little harder. But so cool. I love that. Anytime you know that, just the uh, the energy, the motion of like him dragging down the building with his fingers. Yes, that was a great panel. That's awesome. That's that really stuff. is an awesome. Panel. That's good stuff. Yep, and he pretty. seems a lot more. I know he's younger than his dad, but he just seems a lot more agile, which is also fun. Like the whole jumping and grabbing the babies while he like flips. Yeah, guys, always leaping on top of skyscrapers like nothing. And like it's insane. It seems like one fell swoop. Like he he leaps, grabs the babies, dodges the water blast, and kicks the chimney into Fountainhead's face. Like that's of- a cool move, which I haven't seen before in Dragon. Just like the kick of kicking that chimney like that that's awesome just like that yeah that was a that's a cool scene cool panel such good action here and then we see fountainhead can kind of fly by the <laughs> shooting blasting water i know you hate it but i love it dude <laughs> i just love the fact that you guys did not know that that was water well, what makes more, like look at this whole page. How could you not tell this is water? How he gets defeated in the end now makes more sense. It makes a lot more sense. In fact, how he was flying because I remember thinking I was like, how is lasers not shooting the building like a hole in it? How is he flying? <laughs> I feel like such a moron, dude. Uh. <laughs> And then there's the baby toss at action. Dude, this is just, this is good stuff. I'm sorry. I will say he also looks kind of demonic in some respects. Fountainhead. Yeah. It's great design. Could also be related to, uh, what's his name? Emperor. Well, I forget what he is. What are you talking about? Cheo Khan looking guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Immortal, that's it. I know it's not the immortal. Maybe it is. No, I don't think, I don't think he's been named. Yeah, he who cannot be named. <laughs> Power giver guy. But the the panel of Malcolm and uh, Fountainhead, kind of Malcolm zapping him with the, his electric powers, that is a cool looking panel. Oh my god, he even says suck it, hose head. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's an amazing panel. You want to talk about like kick-ass like, scenes? Kirby dots, water exploding, like this, that. Just the pose, like the the like yeah. the dynamics of both of them, like the way Fountainhead's yeah. like posture, like he's coming down, and like Malcolm's arms like up, like ah, it's just awesome, man. 
Yeah, great pose. It's a beam clash. That's good. I mean, and especially where the earlier lightning power thing was sort of almost off panel. This is really a good, like, visual representation of his lightning powers. So good. And just to rub it in a little bit, Malcolm says, and that's why you don't take a leak on an electric fence at close range. (laughs) Oh, I feel so dumb. You didn't say that's why you don't shoot an electric fence with laser beams. Would he have been a better character (laughs) if it was piss coming out of his face? (laughs) No. I'm going to say no. His name could be Urine Treble. His name would be Dickhead. That's it. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> I think Eric already actually had a cover a character that had a nineties Larson would have done it. He already did. <laughs> Dickhead. I swear to God. Yeah. No, it's, no, it's, there was a character that yeah. had a It's it's Dragon's penis Lawyer. For a head. Huh? Dragon's lawyer. No, 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 no. Oh. There's an actual vicious circle villain. Dude, I know what you mean. He's got the penis that. for a head and a vagina yeah. for a mouth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, that's real. That's a real thing. New list. Cue in all. <laughs> cue in the Mary J- Jane website or whatever they call it. The Mary Sue. <laughs> Mary Sue. <laughs> Larson. <laughs> Got to make a villain with a penis vagina face. <laughs> I like if you've given them the. I hate fun. <laughs> you've given them the Dinsdale Pecker oh, voice. Oh God. <laughs> We've just lost all our listeners now because there's going to be some kind of article about They didn't listen. They, our listeners, they don't read the Mary Sue. So <laughs> it's all, we're good. Or the Mary Jane, as I like to call it. The Mary Jane, we're good. I don't know where, yeah. that That's a cannabis collector, a, a <laughs> cannabis enthusiast. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's ganja. Sweet ganja. Yeah. I think that's all. It's like. That's like what uh, Crack Comics is to Mad Magazine, the Mary Jane website to High Times. That's it. The poor man's. You know you're bad when you're poor man's hey, High Christ. Times. I love Crack Cracked way more than Mad. Don't you call it the knockoff. <laughs> you like Alfred E. Newman? I don't even know. Like, what's the guy's name from Crack? Like Seymour Slyly or yeah, something? Yeah, okay. He, he wasn't the best part, but he was I always preferred Crack to Mad growing up. <laughs> Man, oh, I boy. cannot believe I didn't realize that was water. And then, of course, we got the next page where it's the revelation that the babies are uh, dragon babies. All right, Ed, that's a big question. Like, where, what are they doing with all these kids? And that's how true. are they producing these kids? And I, I, I think machinery may be involved. We haven't seen, uh, what's her name? Lorella. Lorella in a long time. She's been MIA for quite a bit. I think Dragon specifically says in this issue, or a recent issue, that it's not as glamorous as it sounds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, he always tries to make it not sound awesome. Like, he's, like, donating raw material, and it's always like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's sort of what he's saying. It's pretty, like, sounds like he's just, you know, they give him an old hustler. Laurel is <laughs> probably paying surrogate donor, uh, uh, surrogate mothers or something. I'm pretty sure they said something about surrogates. Maybe. Yeah. But this is funny because um, in 203 in particular, uh, pregnancy seems to be a running theme (laughs) lately. Well, you know, and he's even mentioned, he's like, I got a half-brother kind of. So there's like, you know, more and more dragon types running around. Yeah. Does he mention his half-brother? Oh, he does. He does. 
on the next page. Dale Peckerwood. I got a half brother, kinda. Oh, that's right. And that would be um, Dark Dragon and Battle Axe's kid. Yeah, but then oh, I thought he was saying a half brother, kind of. I thought he was talking about what's his name, Thunderhead. Oh, also another half brother <laughs> because Good he was point. talking about his mom, wasn't he? On that, like. And I'm half alien. My mom was a superhero. Blah blah. I don't know. What does he say? We haven't seen Thunderhead in a while. Oh yeah, he said on this Earth, my mom had a different son with some other guy. So I have a half brother, kind of. Oh, That's shit. Thunder. He was talking oh, about. He was talking about Thunderhead. My bad. Thunderhead. Damn it! Everyone keeps forgetting about freaking Barry. Poor Barry. Actually, would Malcolm know about Barry? Yeah, remember Barry's like, I'm gonna kill you one day when oh, I grow up. Oh, that's right. He killed Battleaxe by with his lightning powers by accident. Yep. Whoops. So yeah, you killed his mom. He's got a Good great job. reason to want to kill him. So we turn the page and we see dun dun dun. Maxine reading a big book. <laughs> yeah. So we get that Maxine is pregnant. We know that uh, Tierra. Is claiming pregnancy at the moment. Right. So we don't know what that's all about. And we the see all these little, like you said, all this pregnancy stuff. Yep. These little dragon babies Baby everywhere. Dragons. It's crazy. It's an interesting development. I mean, there's a. Well, we've seen th- this sort of thing happen to his dad, remember? I mean, I think Rapture got pregnant pretty early on, like in the 20s. And Malcolm yeah, what happened with that was that. Dragon thought he was shooting blanks because he was for a while, and then he got like his his lower torso got blown off, I think, by the feet. And he regenerated, so he didn't have that problem anymore. Right. That's kind of but, uh, uh, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is that, that Dragon had pregnancy adventures early on in his career too. Yeah. Yeah, you got to plant those seeds literally for the next generation. Maybe, maybe it's the maybe all these guys. Maybe going after these kids is it's the uh, whatever happened to the Covenant of the Sword. That's maybe it's Dark Lord. I was Teensy just thinking. Dark Lord. I was just thinking yeah. could be some Covenant. Malcolm but, himself was kidnapped as a kid. But Malcolm makes it a point to say, uh, doesn't he say they're yeah, he trying to re- they don't even have powers? So right. he makes it a point to say that. I don't remember where he says it. He says it right there talking to Maxine. Right. He's like, they don't have powers or anything. I don't know why anybody would take them. So it's kind of a mystery. You know, you just, you really don't know, like, why those kids are getting taken. They're normal babies. Like, they might have green skin and fins on their head, but they're basically human babies. Tell you what, Eric loves to draw water towers on babies. (laughs) Notice that? (laughs) There's a lot in that one picture. There are. There's like six. (laughs) See, Chicago in the comic book universe needs lots of water towers so the superhumans have something to be thrown through. Yeah. It's Fountainhead. It's still awesome. Fountainhead fills them all. Fountainhead fills them all. He's really just out of work. Everyone's got their own. <laughs> now, I love, that, I love that Maxine's pregnant. You know, again, one of the things I think everybody peed their panties about the uh, threesome, but it's like, boom, we know Maxine's pregnant. We know that she's keeping it. And... Uh, we, She's pretty far along here. Yeah, that's that's a big. So I gotta wonder where this issue falls. That's a big honking baby bump, and uh, you know you got Tierra threatening it. So it's kind of like guys, you know, it's so funny when everybody's like, "Who's just fucking around like crazy?" It's like I'm sure there's gonna be consequences. I, I'm positive that a threesome and then later a foursome was not put into the book just for funsy. 
So consequences, you you see them right here. Maxine could yeah. be carrying the next star of this book right now as we speak. Or Tierra. Hell, we don't know. You make a good point, uh, Jim. How far along is she? So, like, you know, if we're on issue 203 and this is in real time. I mean, that almost looks like, like eight or nine months. But I can't remember. Was Rapture always, like, bigger? Was it because, like, dragon babies are bigger? or Maybe. I, I know Malcolm was a premature birth because he busted out of her, which is apparently a threat here. Because he, yeah. men- he mentions, uh, don't go bursting out of your mama's belly. I will say, you know what I just noticed? Is that, and maybe he's being generic here, but Malcolm actually uh, seems to know the gender of the baby, too. Yep, but you be a good boy. It's a boy. He's being good. We need a, we need a girl chosen one. we got to prove that's possible. Actually, well, you know what? I think it was mentioned that they are always boys. Because the chosen one is always a male. Oh, yeah, good point. Uh, I, I want to say that was established somewhere. It would make sense. I guess. Yeah, sure. But, like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool anyway. But if she's that far along, she got an ultrasound. Possibly. Like, so. uh, but, yeah, it's a big development. So a nice little uh, send-off to this issue is that they reprint a big chunk of story from, uh, I believe, Savage Dragon 103. Mm-hmm. Which basically, yeah. it's kind of a, a origin recap of Malcolm. How Malcolm gets into this new universe. Malcolm and Angel. Which he talked about a little bit in the ish- in the main story. Yeah. You know, we never see Angel in this book. That's a little weird. Not important. Not the star. I guess not. Malcolm is the character. He's the lead. But uh, I always like this story just because this is... Well, this is the end of the, Im- the original Image universe, of course. Universal right. comes and eats it. This is the, the, the result that Dark Lord was trying to prevent from happening. So Wildstar and his crew grabs Malcolm and a bunch of the kids. And they pull him into Dimension X to save them. And then from there, the kids float around in Dimension X for years before they got into the through the portal into the new Earth universe. Which Dragon had already been in when his mind transferred. When he crushed uh, Dark Lord's skull. I gotta wonder if they added in these 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 captions at the start. I want to say they were still there. They were there in the original, because that was how Eric was writing at the time. Yeah, I think all of this is nothing's changed. Nothing's. Yeah, I don't believe so. Which is interesting because this does a pretty good job of recapping the current events. Yep. About the Nega bomb and the you know who Special Operations Strike Forces and. All that stuff. And so if that was the case, if that was how it originally ran, that's some pretty good forethought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, he's a master of the long bomb. I'm just, you know, like, uh, how long was that one one, uh, plot point? It took like 14 years to pay off. Well, you know what's hilarious about this? That issue is exactly 100 years old. 100 issues old. Oh, it is. 103. Well, this is free comic yeah. book day, so technically, well, no, oh. you're right. I don't think this time. is going to be reprinted in the actual issue. Oh, yeah. I think that's just for the free co- reprint for the free comic book day issue. Good lord, a hundred yeah, issues ago. Right. <laughs> hundred issues ago, when he was skinny and wore purple. Wow. So there you go. <laughs> and and Angel had dot eyes. Well, 
I gotta say, this is a great free comic book day. I mean, how many other free comic book day issues? How many other free comic book day issues have you read that's a full comic worth of new material? Co-signed. And the dudes at my shop all thought that it was going to just be a reprint of Savage Dragon 1, which cracked me up. Because that shows like how not attention they are paying, how much not attention they're not, they're not paying any attention at all. And I was like, yeah. no, I was like, guys, it's like an entirely new issue, plus like five pages of uh, reprint. I was like, to catch you up entirely on everything. And they were all like, what? Free? Because most free comic book day issues kind of blow, really. <laughs> like, That's eight pages of backup. This is a 28-page issue. I mean, that's amazing for, like, a free comic book day. Not to knock free comic book day, but, like, most of them are, like, reprints. And, or like, three, like, four-page stories. Yeah. Yeah. They're not substantial. Like, this was an issue. What I find interesting is they didn't use this to promote any other image books at all. <laughs> well, a lot of people were angry. A lot of shops are angry that the image book was Savage Dragon and not one of the new, like, blockbuster issues. Did you read that? I read that. I didn't read that. I read that. On bleeding. Who wants to read this trash? I don't believe it, you know? I'm sorry, but I think that was just, like, Rich Johnson sensationalism. Because, like, I don't believe that, like, retailers give a shit. Like, it's a free comic book. They're not gonna, like, ooh. Gotta pay 25 cents a copy for this shit. It's not like having one of Image's new number ones is gonna make it make any more of a splash. Plus... The, yeah, let's just give away Saga number one again. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm saying these are all creator-owned. Like, how do you make that choice? Hey, we're all creators, and we're all, like, we're independent and owning our own things. But you get to be the free comic book day. Like, what the hell? If I was everyone else getting published at Image, I'd be bummed out. So, like, the fact that it was Savage Dragon, it's like, eh, you know, that's okay. That's fine. Right. Gotcha. I don't know. I'm saying, like, I don't know if I believe that entirely. What's it hurt to have this be the free comic book day? No, I just, you know. I think it's just because most, you know, any retailer, you know, that sells Savage Dragon assume that no one cares about Savage Dragon. And so they they have the free comics that are all Savage Dragon. What's it promoting, I guess, is their thought, because they don't have any, they don't have any creativity to use this to try to springboard more orders. You would think that, I don't know, as a salesperson, like, you know, knowing your product or whatever, I don't know, mm-hmm. it just, you wouldn't believe how many times, like, my, my dudes at my store, and it's a good store, they do a good job with, like, 99% of, you know, our interactions, but when it comes to Savage Dragon, we cannot have a positive interaction. <laughs> I have told them 50 million fucking times that it's, like, a new book, and that it's basically, like, got a new character, and... All this that they just they can't hear it in one ear out the other, so I don't know. It's like yeah, yeah, it makes sense to like shit on Savage Dragon being the free comic book day. I read that article, Craig, and like one of the quotes that he pulled out was like Savage Dragon's had its chance and it failed. Let's put something <laughs> new. That was two hundred and four issues of failure. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I was like, only in comics would going two hundred and four issues be considered a failure. Like, that's absolutely yeah. hilarious. That Usagi Yojimbo, real <laughs> failure. 
Yeah, Hellboy. What a yeah. what a loser. What what a fucking flop that was. What a stinker, Hellboy. Madman. <laughs> Yikes. Let's, Forget about let's it. Let's get something fresh in there. Meanwhile, have you read the new Convergence? Uh, how about Secret Wars? <laughs> so new and fresh. Those seventy-five-year-old Convergence Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Superman. Why well, he's had his chance. He's failed. You see. <laughs> we need something new and fresh. If that was the attitude, give me a break. That's why so guys, I, I can't believe we accidentally that. an entire episode. That's cool. <laughs> that works. So um, let's. Uh, I think it's time to about wrap this up. Uh, I, you know what's unfortunate? I I went looking for some reviews for this issue and I couldn't find very many. Although the one I did find was positive, so that's good news. Yeah, I tried to find free comic book day reactions uh, and really couldn't. I really, I don't know. <laughs> what was that? They're not real comics, so they don't get real reviews. <laughs> I think Well, that... you know, that's the case for a lot of them. A lot of them are just some quick reprints from other, or a mismatch of other previously released stuff. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah. like, like ten pages of preview that don't really, that's supposed to try to draw you into the newest event. Yeah, like that comic book legal defense fund. I mean, I hate to keep beating up on it, but like, it was done that way. Like, it had like two and three issues. I mean, two and three there, little page stories, and like. But it was an anthology. I mean, aren't all those uh, legal defense fund issues? Uh, yeah, because it's always an mix of. Yeah, it, yeah, all, yeah, it's always contributing artists that you know just yeah, that's like the whole premise is that contributing artists donate stories and then they print the issue and the proceeds go to the comic book legal defense fund it's always in it way to beat up on the way to beat up on the good thing <laughs> sorry guys i gotta freaking go uh, bully i gotta go pour gasoline on unicef <laughs> you, need to go, you, need to, you need to go crank out some uh, raven's dojo pages for him <laughs> oh, yeah right and get shut down <laughs> he's like yeah right no donation from me <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying it would destroy him. People would be like, what is this trash? We need to destroy the... You would do an article. <laughs> Can you believe that they published this? <laughs> what is this garbage? Yeah, the legal defense fund issue is probably one of the better ones. Is it? That came out. I don't know. I actually didn't read it. I just assume it is because of general. <laughs> that makes me sick. I've read a few in the past where Eric's contributed. I, no, I didn't okay. hate it, but I'm just saying most... I'm not a huge anthology fan. I like an, I like serial anthologies. I'm not so hot on the standalone ones. Yeah. Most free comic book day stuff, not the bomb. Uh, I think Legacy was a home dunk. If you gave it a home dunk, that's like a home a run. home dunk. <laughs> <laughs> laser water. Let me get a drink of this water home laser. Dunk. I think we found the title. <laughs> home dunk. <laughs> I was gonna say that from now on. Now you just hit a home dunk. <laughs> oh, what a home dunk that issue. That was a Duncan one. He threw a home dunk. Guys, I like sports ball, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they yeah. say that. Remember, uh, wasn't it uh, Basketball? <laughs> the South Park guys had that movie. Uh-huh. I could tell you with 100% accuracy I've never watched Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I did most of this fin cast with my mouth, uh, foot in my mouth. <laughs> like with your mouth in your foot? One stupid thing after another, yeah. <laughs> Uh, good lord. So yeah, free comic book day issue. Pretty good, I'd say. It's you know, we're biased, so what do we know? Yeah, I mean, 
it was amazing, I thought, but then again, I would think that. Did you so if you've never read a Savage Dragon comic before, you read this and somehow found your way to the Savage Fincast, drop us a line and tell us what you thought. Yeah, and welcome aboard. You are in for such a treat. This is like one of the best books that's being printed. It's definitely one of the best kept secrets in comics. And I'm at worst at this, but what's the, the email again for listeners that want to write into us? Savagefincast at gmail.com. Nice. We'd love to hear from you. We we, we, we we covet your letters. We need them to survive. You uh, plug yourself into our various networks. Dragonfan.net has a bunch of them. Uh, you can you know join. There's a super active Facebook group. Uh, the forums less active these days, but still a place where people go to talk Savage Dragon. There's the Savage Dragon Wiki, which is absolutely invaluable for getting caught up on things you may not know about. Care- All the spoilers. Yeah, if you just if you just want to know everything, type it into the wiki. Uh, it's an amazing resource. Um, welcome aboard. Please don't leave. <laughs> we love you. Cool. So, uh, so hopefully next episode we'll be talking about Savage Dragon 204, but I think we've already did that, talked about that last episode, so... Yep, we did talked give... about the solicitation last episode. Yes, yep, we're not going to do that. No, no solicitation voice. Tisk tisk. <laughs> Shall we? Uh, you want to shoot the poop for a little bit, or are you guys feeling like you've shot enough poop tonight? You would do the what? what? You want to do no, the? What? He's talking about poop is a metaphor for yakking. Oh, all right. You want to do the what's new with you? Yeah, yeah. Why don't we? Uh, yeah, we haven't list... heard from you, Craig, in a while. Yeah, what's yeah. What's so, going on with you? I'm curious. For new new listeners, let's uh, let's just say you know what we like to do. Kind of, I think what we're gonna do from now on is we're just gonna talk about what we've been reading or whatever we feel like talking about after the end kind of credits. So after the break of the song, you can. You can choose to leave if you've uh, if you've had enough uh, talk from us. We're not going to talk much dragon after this, but we'll be talking about what's new for us and just shooting the shit. So stay after the the music, and uh, you can listen to some more crap. The Savage Fincast is a member of the Gutter Trash Podcast Network, which can be found at guttertrash.net. The Savage Fincast is part of the Comics Podcast Network which can be found at comicspodcast.com. Also, find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash user slash savagefincast. I've just talked enough. <laughs> no, that's good. Just keep rolling, Craig. We're, keep it rolling. We're dying to know what's new with you, brother. Uh, I went to go see Mad Max. You did uh, see it. Oh. Raven has not seen it yet. Oh, sorry, Raven. He is so we can't poor, talk he's about. the poorer for it. No, you know what I can do? I can, like, uh, throw my headphones off and let you guys go. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, we won't talk in I would just say, I, did you like it, Jim? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was Amazing. great. Most feminist really movie cool. of 2015. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you liked it? Uh, among other reasons. Yeah. I, uh... I liked all the action and everything. So yep. we'll skip over this. Uh, I thought it was one of the cooler action flicks I've seen in a good long time. And it was like breathtaking from start to beginning. Like I'm from start to end. Just uh, I haven't seen anything like that in a good long time. Yeah, they don't make movies like this very often anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's like one director's vision perfectly realized. 
Which really, yes. and it's really, you know, what really makes it awesome. This this movie was actually uh, outlined like back in the early two thousands or even the nineties, because George Miller has been wanting to make this movie for like ever, and it's just been a hard sell to studios, I guess. But <laughs> now that we're like in that era of remakes and restarts, he finally got his foot in the back in the door. Yeah. But uh, one of the people who worked on the movie back back when it was still in pre production is a is a comic book artist named Brendan McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Who's like a really big super like UK creator? Um, he worked. He's worked on like Judge Dredd and uh, oh shit, I'm being a noob here because I can't remember anything else he's worked on. He's just he, he's 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 legendary in in, yeah. in his field in, in British comics and it was America. it was basically like a comic book come to life in a yeah. way. Like it was just everything, just far out crazy. The first, the first 15 minutes is the most wild thing you'll ever see. Yeah. When, when it, it finally gets to that first act break, I literally said out loud in the theater, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was it was really good. Um, I just, again, hadn't seen anything like that in a while. I think it was, like, the technology's finally caught up and everything that you can make a film like that like i don't think that he could really top like i think it's we're at the point where you can he can realize his vision have you, you guys know, seen mad perfectly. max the world warrior yeah raven uh it's been too long i'm just gonna okay. say no i All saw right. like so much mad max when i was like, i gotta i gotta disagree with craig a little bit here about this movie yeah pretty much 90 percent of the special effects in that movie are practical i think that, yeah they're practical but i think just the cameras and i don't know like i just feel like I mean, you definitely get more camera movement, I guess. But they just crazy things could... with cameras back in Road Warrior, and even in I Mad guess. Max. I don't know. Like, I don't think you could show that storm as realistic. Or, well, oh, sorry, was... I'm now I'm found. All right, I'm not gonna. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, let it go. But it's a good <laughs> movie, and everyone who loves action movies owes themselves to see this movie. It's funny. It's fucking... It's funny you should mention that you liked it because of the feminist thing, because it's uh, like uh, just here on the uh, little like outskirts of like, you know, paying attention and stuff. Like right. I've seen a lot of like, oh, about its feminist issues and stuff to me. And I was like, for me, you can even get that from the trailer. I'm like, yeah, no, duh. Like it's like men's right. Men's rights buffoons are like up in arms about it how this american institution of mad max has been ruined in front of <laughs> first of eyes. all it's not american no That's it's extremely not extremely funny <laughs> second of all it's like who gives a crap who really? gives a fuck yeah it's not i don't think it matters anyway it doesn't threaten me i think it's a good story i think it's cool i don't know i'm not gonna spoil it there it's just well, like i said you could right. even see in the trailer even in the trailer, yeah, you can, you but can you can't. I, I mean, you yeah, can you... see some of it, but not all of it, and it's it's not even like a big deal. It's actually really cool and yeah, really trailers actually did a good job of not spoiling most of it. Ooh. Yeah, it's just so much going on in that movie. It's cool. So moving on, anything right. else in your life, Craig? Uh, one comic that I've been collecting. It's on issue two now, which has kind of blown me away. Not in a fact that, like, story-wise, but just it's just really neat, is this comic called Space Riders. Space Riders. It's from Black Mask Comics. Okay. And it actually got a lot of hype. How have For, I not what did, what did you call it again? It's 
just if you look up look up space riders space s p a c e riders r i d e r s and look up black mask like that's the comic this looks uh, cool as shit it's really freaking cool doesn't appear to be on comicsology it's on Google Probably image not. search <laughs> yeah just do how did this get on your radar I hadn't heard anything about this at all it was in previews but my comic shop had like 10 issues of it on the stand and I grabbed it and I was like this looks freaking awesome so then I uh, put it on my list and it was, it's awesome. Like, the artwork is awesome. Very Jack Kirby influenced. I guess, but it's like Jack Kirby mixed with, like, an indie artist. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like putting me in mind of, like, uh, oh, jeez. Who is Brent? Who is the guy, the Orkstein guy with all his, like, gradients and stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, James Stokoe. Yeah, a little Stokoe action. You know, uh, <laughs> Type in Space Rider Black Mask Preview, and then you get to, like, I think the pre... Like, you can... Oh, this of, looks bad to the bone, man. Yeah, this looks great. Well, I'm going to have to get aboard to... I'm going to have to climb aboard the hype train. Yeah, it's neat. It's only... It's like a four-issue miniseries, so you don't have to invest a lot. Beautiful. But, uh, fun stuff. So, that's what's going on with me. There's other stuff, but I'll save it for another time. Okay. <laughs> what's, got, what's up with you guys? Uh, mostly gushing about, uh, Mad Max the last couple of weeks. Um, otherwise, um, since the last time I've been, what have I been reading? I've been reading a lot of novels recently. I've been getting back into just reading. Like text novelization? Like text. Okay. No pictures. Ooh, scary. I know. Like, uh, I just read this one book. It was called, um, looking it up now, uh, The Atrocity uh, the Atrocity Archives okay. uh, by uh, Charles uh, Stroh. Um, hold on. Uh, shit. Yeah, Charles Stroh. Charles Stroh is primarily known for uh, doing a lot of uh, books about transhumanism and far futures and how humanity evolves as time goes on is like stuff about the singularity about biology and computers meeting at a certain point in the future but this book in particular was about um a a bureaucratic tangled web of the of the of the of great britain that deals with uh cthulhu-esque threats and supernatural things cool yeah it's uh it was pretty interesting it was uh there were not. There was a. There was um. You know, terrorists and Nazis and uh, other dimensions and rifts in time and. Sounds wild. It is pretty wild, but it's also about trying to get through the tangled web of bureaucracy. You know, keeping your department funded and filling in all your paperwork. <laughs> and that's uh making for compelling reading. It does. It's like it's like it, fill in your paperwork. Somewhat comedy, somewhat uh, thriller. Uh. Kind of, it's kind of a mix between spy thriller and uh, Lovecraft. All right, that's interesting. Yeah, it, it was cool. good. That's an interesting mix. Yeah. So, what's up with you, Raven? 
Oh, Lord, so little. It's sad, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, next episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I haven't really done anything super amazing. I'm like five pages away from the end of an issue, which is always an exciting time for me. So I'm five pages away from it, ending a comic that was supposed to end me. And, uh, you know, so it's super thrill. Everybody's loving it. I'm cool with it. And that's all. Awesome. And you? Yeah. I held off on doing this comic for a long, long time because like, everybody's like, Oh, this comic, everyone's going to hate you. If you do this comic, <laughs> what you're talking about, uh, airflow, <laughs> airflow. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, Oh, everybody's... How, how, how is it trending? Oh, you know, I mean, for one, nothing I do trends. So, <laughs> uh, you know, if it made, if people hated it, if people cared enough to hate it, that'd be something. But uh, no, nah, man, you know, people dig it. They know me. They know what I do. So nobody's mad or angry or, you know, you know it's like, it's just funny. I knew, I always knew I was like, yeah, it's going to be okay. When you see what I got in mind, it, it's going to be fine. So I'm super stoked. Like this is been it's not any worse than anything else you've ever done I mean, that's all <laughs> that's how i feel too but i'm like when people are like oh it's so terrible it's like have you read anything else like it's really not <laughs> but no nah, it's cool it's it's a comic that i've been putting off for years so i'm jazzed to be putting that like it's halfway done in five more pages and then uh i started working with scott james savage dragon fans uh, know him. He was doing a lot of the backups with the uh, Gavin, where people were joining the SOS. I'm not doing anything glamorous, but I will take this uh, opportunity to say that I still am excited, even though my work will be completely invisible. <laughs> like, I'm not doing anything you will see at all on the book, but I have been um, helping scott with like the flats on the comic and uh flats are just a coloring aid they don't make it really into the finished product generally at all so like you know it's still super awesome and helpful to get them done for you but uh right it's nothing like my contribution you won't see i mean it might as well be the guy that like spell checks the damn thing so like <laughs> he even editors get more credit like flatters right now the guy that spell checks things is listening and he's like damn you raven <laughs> Oh no, you won't. <laughs> but like, uh, nah, it's it's still awesome because I'm getting to see all these pages with like Fat Abe, and uh, it looks fun. It looks really, really fun. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, so I'll just say. But he shared a lot of pages on his Facebook, and um, it's that if you've seen any of it, it's like Abraham Lincoln in this black exploitation '70s era where he's like got like this super patriotic elvish jumpsuit on and he's really fat and like his he's got this giant gold like wrestling belt around his tor like midsection it's awesome looking i cannot wait for this comic to like be an actual thing so really i mean more than anything that's what i'm doing right now so i'm just nose to the grindstone i'm stuck in comic making land more than anything else yeah, yeah. Did you guys see Avengers? Yeah, yeah. I did, yes. So you've seen it too, Raven? Yeah. Okay, I don't think we talked about Avengers last episode. And I know Craig wasn't around to talk about it, so at the very least. So, you know, what'd you guys see? Avengers, what'd you think? Um, second movie-itis. Not quite as good as the first. Not quite as good as Guardians of the Galaxy, but, you know, decent. Really? I I think I'm the only one that liked the second one better. I, I liked know. it better. I, I hated that no-name alien villain 
in the first one. I just didn't it didn't sit with me well. Like I was like, oh, it's the first Avengers movie. Give me like a cool villain, you know. And I didn't think they Loki. Yeah, well, it yeah, I understand that, but I just wanted someone new. So I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was fun. I thought people were like over analyzing it, like they do everything. Oh, but yeah. fair enough. I one thing that I liked about like someone brought up like Avengers versus like DC like Superman and stuff is like I love that Avengers are light kind of lighthearted but at the same time they kind of take themselves like like the movie takes itself serious but at the same time it's fun like I like the fact that like Hulk and Thor can fight I know Hulk and uh, Iron Man can fight but then they can like Iron Man can like check the building to make sure there's no casualties and they can destroy like a whole structure that was a really good touch yeah, you don't see hate... Superman doing that in the movie. No, <laughs> I, they. I think they royally effed up. As, as cool as Superman looked, right? I think they they royally effed up the character. Zack but... Snyder is a hack. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that Avengers. You know, is over the top. Yeah, you, know, you got you got to make this movie like you know over the top crazy, but at the same time that it's not like a huge death fest of innocent civilians or anything like that but i thought it was cool i liked all the characters i i thought it was fun i thought ultron was i know some people complained he's too uh goofy, goofy in a I way but i liked how he had a goofy side to him yeah i like that yeah i mean i was going into it thinking he was just going to be the cold robot like right. typical and it kind of you know it, it threw a curveball making him like he's he's like Tony Stark. He's got Tony Stark's kind of personality, which right. makes sense. It does, yeah. He's got the dry wit thing going on. So I mean, I liked it overall. I like that they. My main problem is they peppered in a little bit too much for future movies. Yeah. Uh, all the stuff with Wakadia uh, or Wakanda. I've always yeah. pronounced it Wakadia. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, you know, Claw. I mean, that's all just teasing Black Panther. Yeah, I think so, but uh, and, and you know, vibra- uh, vibranium. I think, I, yeah, I think that was a little bit one scene too many. It it kind of like bloated the movie up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what was one scene too many: the Thor bath scene or whatever. Yeah, that. a lot of that got cut. <laughs> that was like, what the hell is going on here? Well, right. Well, that's actually a good point because that's another scene that is more about teasing the future movies than it is relevant to the current plot. So here was my yeah. thing. I watched it twice, and the first time I watched it, I came out and I was like, "Huh," and like I really loved it. And so I ran online and saw the little reactions, and I got to see all the split, like whatever. When you go back and you watch it a second time, that movie flows so much better than like what you actually think. Like right. it's put together yeah. so much tighter than what you think. For instance, like the Thor like bath scene at first when it first happened. Like, when I watched it the first time, I was like, wait a minute, fairies? I didn't have any problem with that scene myself, because I could fill in all the blanks in my head. Because it's a supernatural Norris God thing. It's it, whatever. It just seemed unnecessary. Well, it was unnecessary, because all it was was trying to tease the Infinity War movies. Yeah. But, you know, it kind of was okay. I'm just saying, it, it didn't flow as bad as you might think. Like, I thought it was uh, teasing Ragnarok. Oh no! This this is that the the whole sequence was about. Well, Ragnarok's probably involved in it because, but it's all about the Infinity Gems. So it's all about realizing this is something that is happening, 
And so now I gotta go tell the team so we can get ready to fight Thanos in the next movie. Gotcha. I think it's okay though, because like I said, that was what put him sort of on the side. Like he became the like tiebreaker. Because like right. they were sort of like you know at odds, and then like here comes Thor, and like you don't know where he stands. Right, and that's like, actually the, it, that was where that scene really suffered is how Thor just kind of shows up. Well, it was well played. I thought I thought he just showed up, and like you didn't know was he destroying? Was he trying to destroy? Like you didn't know what his intentions were until he clarified. Right. What his? I thought it played good. I thought it played yeah. better than you might think. Speaking of which. Was wasn't how the vision was implemented the, the coolest? Uh, yeah, I thought they did a good job. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I like how he's almost comic accurate. He had a cape and fucking everything. Yeah, well, because he, I love how they was like, oh, he's trying to copy the look of Thor or something like that. Yeah. Is that what so he's he, doing? That makes sense. Yeah, he looked at Thor yeah. and saw Thor's cape, and then he generated. I missed like, that a cape. part. That makes sense. That actually. But makes I, such. I, I like how you know he's. He was made under circumstances that can't be replicated. So, because right. I was like, "Oh, how are they going to make this robot guy?" And well, he's not got an infinity make... gem shoved in his forehead. Yeah, right, right. I thought that was a good touch because, you know, he can't be replicated. He's a one of a kind. I do say, I think there was one thing they missed. If you remember during the le- the later fight scenes, he's like, you kind of see his phasing ability where he puts his arm in the robots. They don't yeah, I missed that. I asked my friend. I went with a friend and I said, did you see it? Like, I wasn't sure. But I remember in, like, the, the advertisements that showed him phasing through. Like, Oh, yeah. He, he uses that hardcore during the uh, scene where he's flying around, like, War Machine. And then oh, yeah. he's taken – they're like the robots are trying to escape. He right. uses that phasing power like nuts in that sequence. Yeah, he reaches inside them and rips out their guts. Oh, I didn't I th- see. I didn't, didn't really catch yeah, that. Yeah, they didn't properly establish it. I think they missed an opportunity to do it. When he first comes out of his cradle and he's like floating against that window and looking at his reflection, yeah. if they had just had him fly through the window yeah. to show his phasing powers at work, then it would have been properly established. I'll agree with yeah. that. I think that was a missed opportunity to establish his phasing abilities because they really they, it's there, but they downplay it heavily. Like they didn't want to ex- try to explain it to the audience. When you yeah. go back and watch it, um, it has a unique green light associated yeah. with it. So right. every time he uses his phasing abilities, like his uh, limbs or whatever, turn green, like really bright green. Ah. So yeah, like I said, it's so funny. It wasn't that it was a complex movie. But when you watch that movie the first time, you are so, like, in shock and awe of all this spectacle that, like, you miss stuff that's, like, super obvious and, like, super, like, not, like, they're not even subtle in any way. But, like, it's just there's so much going on. There was a joke in the elevator scene where Hulk and Iron Man are fighting and the dude's, like, hammering the closed door button. Right. And I totally missed that. I think I caught that. That was pretty... That was pretty good, and and then then Tony says, uh, um, he says, um, bottom floor or something. Well, like it, it's so out. funny because the audio even drops down, and they make it a point to have the audio for the button, like ding 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 ding, like that guy trying to push the button. Right. And it's so funny because it's like not subtle at all, but the first time yeah. I watched the movie, whew, completely missed it. You know what I liked most about the movie, though? You know how the first Avengers movie was like a stealth Hulk movie? Yeah. This is the stealth Hawkeye movie. He's the most important yeah. team member. 
it's it, Hawkeye's story is what drives the plot. His his character arc is like the most important character arc of the whole movie. It's funny because like the whole uh, Black Widow is a monster thing. Yeah, people got super upset about that. But again, right. when I went back and watched it the second time, it's so funny because every single Avenger, every single one, calls themselves a monster, except Hawkeye, who is the human anchor for the team. Right. And it's just like, it's that storytelling, bro. It's like, she wasn't the only one who called herself a monster. Like, they're all monsters. Right. So, I don't know. It's good. It's really good. It's a, so much a tighter movie. Except for Thor. He's just mighty. He's a gold. <laughs> um, what was I? I just had something something I liked. I wanted to talk about. We're um, going to talk about Helmsworth Dick and that new uh, National Lampoon's trailer. Oh, my God. They're making <laughs> another National Lampoon movie? I didn't yeah. want to like it, but it looks great. Really? Yeah, it looks pretty up. funny. It look, I was super on the hate train, and I'm ashamed because the trailer looks real good. And that, is it just National Lampoon, or is there a title? Just do 2015 National Lampoon. That should get you there. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's... They're going back to Wally World again. Wait, so it's it's, it's a sequel to... It's a vacation movie? Rusty. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Rusty. Rusty is taking his kids... So Chevy Chase is in it as... As the older father? Yeah, as the grandfather. Grandfather? Hmm. I, didn't I don't even think like he's it. in the movie, except for he's probably like in the beginning. The way the trailer looks like, like they're, you know, he's not in like the whole movie. They even got Beverly D'Angelo to be there, like you know, the same wife. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm down with it. That Helmsworth yeah. Dick Jeff oh, thing will make so yeah. much more sense when you watch that trailer. I just remembered. I, I wanted to talk about um, how I really liked how they implemented uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. I like that too. I, yeah. I thought the, I thought it was going to be really hard to explain Scarlet Witch's abilities, but I think they really nailed it. How she's like a mental manipulator and throws energy blasts. It's, it's I guess blocks. if you ask the typical movie theater person, you know, moviegoer, I still don't think they'd be able to explain it. But I really like that scene at her introduction at the beginning, where it's like it suddenly goes like like hand cam horror, and she like does that stuttering backwards walk thing. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. creepy. I thought they were going to do that, like, every time she uses her power, she does the creepy fucking, like, well kid thing. The grudge. <laughs> the, the grudge thing, but they, uh. they don't, unfortunately. <laughs> it was a good touch. It was a really good touch. And I did not see that ending with Quicksilver coming. I oh, did not dude. expect that at all. Mm. Broke my little heart. Yeah. That's kick-ass. Did you know that? Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. It's weird. Wait. Wait a minute. That was the guy from Godzilla? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow, it's amazing what hair changes. And muscles. <laughs> Get some muscles on you. Huh. Uh, so should we wrap this up? Or? Yeah, I think we've sounds chattered like, enough. Sounds like a winner. I didn't think it was going to be a full episode, but I think we're going to be running longer than usual. <laughs> this happens when you got three voices instead of two. Yeah. It's all good. More for your value. So yeah, we'll come back um, next episode dealing with 204, I think. Little cool, sounds good. 204 Nication. Nice. 